Ben, how you doing, brother? Um, did you have uh, Ortiz winning as well, like the judges did? Uh, yeah, Ortiz was in front, yeah. By the same, about like five to one or so? I wouldn't give a score because I didn't score it round by round, but he was definitely in front, yeah. Were you, I don't know, watching it, were you kind of maybe thinking to yourself like, man, Tyson's boxing ability is, you know, superior to, to Ortiz. Is this, might be licking your chops at the rematch, so to speak? They're different, they're different fighters and the way that Ortiz fought Wilder, he made Wilder lower his punch count by being very reactive, but by being that reactive, it was only a matter of time before he slowed down and for a matter of time before he walked into one, in my opinion. Somebody texted me saying, you know, it's 3-0, it's 4-0, and I said, yeah, but can he maintain it? I knew it was a matter of time, you know, he, uh, and in the end he just took a step towards Wilder with no no respect and uh, paid the, the, the fatal price. Were you surprised when, when that happened, right at the moment, or were you like... At the time, of course, you know, it's a devastating right hand, but I knew that it was coming, yeah. You, you, you haven't talked to Tyson, I know it's like early in the morning over there, so... No, I haven't spoke to him yet, no. Is there anything you take from this, uh, I don't know, going into the rematch, like style-wise, like, I guess how you, how you guys need to approach it? Uh, maybe a few things, but like I said, Ortiz is a different stylistic... Stylistically, Ortiz is a different fighter to Tyson. Um, you know, obviously I've watched a lot of, of Wilder, and um, you know, we'll take our time. Is Wilder getting better? He didn't look great tonight, but like I said, he probably had on his mind what's next, the massive fight next, you know, risking it all. And if 10% of his mind was on what's coming next, you know, 10% of this level is a, a, a massive chunk. But fair play to him, he defended his uh, defended a world title, but it's not a world title that belongs to him, in my opinion. And my last one, uh, how's Tyson's cut? How is that? I'm not an expert on cuts, but it looks perfectly fine to me. He's got an expert in that area. And um, you're best off asking asking the expert. Thank you, man. And, uh, what, what, if any, takeaways could you share with us from tonight? Looking at him ringside. Uh, looking at your ringside, could see that that you know, could see that there was things that Wilder did that was smart. There was things that he did that wasn't so smart. I'm not going to go into details because he's on, you know, our next opponent. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see. Better or worse than he did uh, last December? He looked worse, but like I said, he probably had his mind on what's next. And, you know, if 10% of your mind is on what's next, you're 10% uh, a big chunk at this level, but he got the job done. Was that right hand, did you see, did, was he setting that up or was he kind of fortunate? He was taking his time. He knew that Ortiz was very reactive. He knew that Ortiz's age, he was going to gradually slow down. And that's what happened when Ortiz walked into distance and paid the fatal price. Hey, Fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video. And we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play. So make sure you go ahead and download that. Bye, Fight fans. This is Ryan Elliott from Boxing Social in association with Betfred. We're in Liverpool. We've just watched Callum Smith defend his WBA ring magazine titles with a unanimous decision victory over John Ryder. With me, Joe Gallagher. Joe, first and foremost, congratulations to the team. What do you make of Callum's performance this evening? Yeah, I thought, um, listen, Callum Smith won the fight. Um, he, um, there was moments in the fight. John Ryder had good moments in the fight. Uh, Callum suffered some really bad uh, cuts in the fight with John Ryder's head. That was a first for him. Um, he dealt with that and dealt with the bit of a, an onslaught John Ryder had in the middle and, and late rounds. Um, but Callum Smith, like you say, he'll wake up tomorrow morning still as the, the number one in the world. You were very bullish when we heard you in the press conference before, obviously with all the controversy on social media yeah. over the scorecards, etc. You just give me your thoughts on that. Uh, obviously, it was, it was split opinion, but um, do you think maybe they were too wide or do you think at the end of the day the right man won? No, uh, uh, um, well, you understand there's three judges ringside, uh, one from Puerto Rico, one from Spain and one from England and all of them scored the fight very similar to 116-112, 117-11 and that's how I had it, 116-112, so it's like surprise then to walk into here to a press conference, it's a bit like a morgue instead of celebrating Callum Smith still being a world champion. Um, and coming through uh, his mandatory challenger and um, having moments in the fight. And he uh, overcame them and uh, ran out the winner. And I'm just do be surprised. It can be a 
it can be close rounds, but it doesn't mean that they necessarily win the fight. And yeah, I was just a little bit, um, what's it you'd say, bullish at the press conference. Just maybe emotions a bit over the place, being a, a tough four or five days personally. So I'm just glad to uh, get the win tonight. Spoke to Callum just before, obviously elated that he's managed to hold on to his belt. Um, I asked him about his performance and he very honestly said to me, I thought I won the fight, but I wasn't 100%. Something wasn't quite there. Do, do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I think you have to give credit to John Ryder in some aspects in the way that he set his game plan out um, and everything else. But uh, I say Callum Smith, it was his uh, first fight back in Liverpool. There's huge expectancy from him to, like everyone keeps saying, big statement, big statement. It's like, wow, how can you get not many more big statements than beating George Groves and Hassan Adam the way that we did do? And yeah, so um, I don't know. Listen, at the end of the day, some people, everyone's expecting like these big fights, but like all the fighters, you can't be 100% all the time. But what he did do today he showed a champion's mindset and came through uh, a tough. Uh, mandatory defence uh, and one. You'll have seen plenty of John Ryder even before this fight was announced. I'm sure you watched plenty of him during the, the build-up to the fight. Was that just about the John Ryder you expected in there? Did anything surprise you? No, not at all. I, I thought they may have um, started a little bit quicker. Um, I always thought John's always been slow since he got stopped, always been slow at the blocks, build, build, build. Um, and I thought sometimes in the fight late on when they were saying John was coming on I think John was having a good round and then he'd take a round off I wouldn't think he'd round off Callum and then he'd come back and uh, win that next round quite convincingly just to shut down any momentum that he was trying to get then John would come back out again and then Callum would come and shut him down again the next round so I don't think John Ryder was very much in the fact of getting any continuity con any continuity in like winning two, three, four rounds on the bounce. He'd have a good round and then Calm would come back and get the racks rounds, do you know what I mean? Just to keep topping up the early rounds that he'd won. Before we come on to what's next, I'm sure that's what you've been bombarded with so far this evening. On a personal note, you've been with Callum for a long time. You've watched him develop and everyone around him, including yourself, has been banging the drum as he came all the way up. He's defended his world title this evening in Liverpool in front of his own fans. It looks like he's going to go on to unifications and, and mega fights now. From a personal perspective, how proud are you of Callum Smith? Yeah, 100%. I think uh, don't think he gets the credit he should be getting. Like I said, tonight is the first Brit tonight now to defend uh, the Ring Magazine belt in 11 years. Hatton Ascano is the last one. Then you had Hay McAnally in Russia. So I just think what he's done with the city, he's a quiet kid. He isn't a kid that um, shouts or throws tables or anything else. He just quietly goes about his work. And um, like I say, he's... Uh, you don't all have to do that. The good fighters, your Canelos, your Triple Gs, your Usyks, your Lemachenkos. None of them throw tables or trash talk. And uh, I think Callum Smith, um, every time he, he steps up against good opposition, he always prevails. And uh, I think that's it now. We, we want the big fights next. And uh, if you ask me who do you want next, I'd love Canelo Alvarez. That's the ultimate challenge. Um, if it has to be in Vegas or anywhere, we'd take that fight to understand. That's what we want. That's what Callum's aiming to do. He wants to test himself. He claims himself a four-weight world champion. Well, it's three, really. And, uh, Callum Smith's the number one at 168, and he didn't beat the number one at 168. So he wants to come down and challenge Callum for that. That would be a good fight. But it's up to the likes of Zone, Eddie Hearn, Matchroom, Sky, to put that pressure on it and make them fights. If he'd gone out and blown uh, John Ryder out in a round this evening, um, you know, it'd be a very different narrative right now. That said, after going the distance, do you think those fights might even be a little bit easier to make now? Yeah, definitely. I've seen the, the, the stick Billy Joe got the other week um, for not performing as well as he did. But at the end of the day, champion mindset, he still pulled it out. And everyone was saying, let's stay oh, Billy Joe. I thought, wow, do you think Billy Joe's got to turn up in unification fights like that? You're off your head, do you understand? And listen, he was in with a kid that was supposed to expect to win and didn't really turn out the way he thought. But at the end of the day, he got the win and fair play to him. He's not a world champion for nothing or a two-weight world champion for nothing. So huge to him. So the likes of your Billy Joes, your Callums, your Benavides, your Plants, your Canellos, they've got to come the best they've got to be because there's a fear factor in them fights. You mentioned Canelo is the most desirable, uh, maybe that Cinco de Mayo date out in Las Vegas. What do you think is the most realistic of the big names in and around 168? Canelo Alvarez. I think Eddie Hearn, Gazone, Sky, put it on him and make him. Now, I've been told Gazone, as you can see there, Canelo's picking who he fights, but he's got a contract and 
I think um, that would be a good fight. I think the world would like to see that fight. If he doesn't fight Calma 168, Canelo then should fight a Benavidez then or another one of the, the, the champions plan. But uh, I think Calum Smith, Canelo Alvarez is a, is a great fight and um, that's what Calum Smith wants. Joe Gallagher, I'm not going to keep you any longer. Thank you, for, as always, for making time for Boxer Social. Enjoy your evening. Cheers, thank you. Mohammed IFL TV, MTK Global. Well, we know your man is a is a bad, bad man, but uh, he's just reminded everyone again. Uh, your thoughts on his spectacular knockout, Joe? Yeah, that that was uh, tremendous against a very good fighter. And I thought Ortiz was spectacular tonight. He 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 was as well prepared. Herman did, and his team did an amazing job uh, with Ortiz. Every everything that uh, that that we thought that they were and that they would do, they, they did. They, and I don't mean that from a thing that we had their number. I mean that from a thing that they were as good as, as we knew they would be. Mm. I mean, Lewis was good in the first fight. I think yeah, it's fair good. to say he's bad tonight, right? Well, Deontay was sick the first time, so our thinking is at full strength, you know, we would definitely improve on that performance. And to a degree, Deontay did. But um, what Ortiz was, you know, they say a lot of older fighters have that one great night in them left. And I, I think that was Ortiz's, you know, we'll see what it happens from here on. But I think maybe, you know, two of the best heavyweights in the world were in the ring tonight. Mm. What does it say about Dion to the fact that no one, that's no secret, no one really wanted to fight Lewis Ortiz. He'd done it twice. Yeah. And uh, there's yeah. no debate on the result, two knockouts. Yeah. What does it say about I Dion? Mean, I mean, so many people had chances to fight Ortiz and they, 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 didn't, they just didn't want it. And, and uh like Deontay said, you know, he's got a child with special needs and Ortiz has a child with special needs. And uh, so I think there was a kinship there. They, they, he felt that, you know, we wanted to stay busy. We wanted to be in the ring. Um, let's go for him again. And everybody's like, no, he's too dangerous. Don't give that guy another shot. And Deontay's like, no, no, no. This is the guy that I want to give another shot because A's a fantastic fighter and B everybody's running from him and C he's got a child like I've got a child mm. patient tonight as well Deontay yeah yeah well you know the thing about it is Ortiz starts very very strong and then as the uh, fight progresses you know some of the steam comes off his shots whereas Deontay gets stronger and stronger and stronger as the fight goes so given those 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 parameters the thing you wouldn't want to do is trade fire early with Luis Ortiz Go a few rounds, get some steam off his shots, try to get your positioning better, try to get in a position to land big shots. And then if you want to trade our right hand for his left hand, let's do it when he's not as strong and when we're stronger than we've ever been. And that's kind of was the thinking. Now, Ben Davison was here tonight. I'm yeah. sure he made a few notes. I know you weren't at the Otto Wallen fight or the Schwartz fight right. uh, for Tyson. What did you make of his performances in the last two I, you know, I thought he was really good against Schwartz. And, uh, um, and, and Schwartz is better than people thought. Uh, but but he just dispatched him like he was a club fighter, you know. And I was like, wow, that that's impressive. And then Wallin, who we knew was good, because we tried to get Wallin in camp a time or two uh, for Deontay and weren't, weren't able to do it. But we just because I've studied so much film of him to bring him into camp, uh, I said this guy can help us. This guy's really good. And uh, so I knew that Fury had a tough fight there. So I think I think they've done a great job. I don't think Ben gets near enough credit. Um, and I think Tyson would tell you the same thing, mm -hmm. that Ben's a very good trainer and he's going to have uh, Fury well prepared. So it's it's going to be up to me to, you know, if Ben's going to look at film for six hours, I've got to look for eight, you know. <laughs> and then if Ben's, uh, uh, you know, Ben's, I saw him tonight, he's all ripped up and strong and like these big biceps so i gotta go hit the gym in the morning you know i can't let ben outdo me just uh, but he's a good guy i like ben and we're gonna we're gonna have a real good time i think you know deontay and tyson and me and ben i could see us 10 years on or at the hall of fame or something for the guys uh all at dinner having a great time you know uh, and everything so it's it's a it's a it's going to be a great promotion and the guys I, I think they like each other personally but they're both so competitive 
and they both want the same thing, that it's going to get very personal and it's going to, it's, it's, it's going to be real. There's no, I mean, it's, oh, they're promoting the fight. No, it's going to be very, very real and it's going to be fun to watch. Well, tonight has just made that a whole lot bigger. Jay, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, have a nice Thanksgiving, nice yes. Christmas, safe journey. I'm going to go to sleep tonight and in uh, <laughs> about 14 days I'll wake up. And then we'll begin. You deserve it, Jay. And uh, yeah, we're all gearing towards that. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. Fight. I can't wait. Thank you, Jay. Thanks Thank you so much. Time. Thank you. Omar Ahmed, IFL TV, MTK Global. My God, all he needs is one punch. All he needs is one punch. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. I mean, it's it's freakish power. You know, you go back through history and you think of the likes of, of George Foreman and, and Ernie Shavers and that sort of era. And then Mike Tyson, Lewis, Bo, Holyfield, all those guys, the great heavyweights, the Klitschko's. You know, he has unbelievable power. You know, and he just needs one punch. I mean, he... Ortiz boxed really well, um, round after round. And you just thought, you know, is he actually running out of rounds here? But it can happen at any time between 1 and 12. And, you know, he was getting a little bit closer. Ortiz maybe a little bit too confident. And, uh, and that was that. I mean, I thought it was eerie, Umar, when he came into the ring, dressed, dressed up in the glittering outfit and all that. I thought there was a sort of eerie feel as he walked slowly to the ring as though something like that was going to happen at some point. And then after four or five rounds, I looked at Matt and you're thinking, is the unthinkable going to happen? And we're going to have two huge heavyweight upsets in 2019. But, you know, round number seven, the irony of round number seven when he was in so much trouble in Brooklyn and, uh, and he found the, the punch again, very likely Dominic Brazil finished the right hand straight through the middle, game over. I'm guessing you had Ortiz winning every round up till then, Adam. Yeah, I mean Matt had him, had him every round. I certainly thought it was it was either five one or six nil. I mean it was I think one was a little bit closer, but I, yeah, he was certainly well behind. I think the judges had him by four four and two, which I wow. think was weird. Okay. Two up to Ortiz. I mean, I listen. It was it was a shutout virtually for the first half of the fight. He hardly threw any punches. And he, he looked a little nervous, a little sort of shell-shocked in a way. But Ortiz was manoeuvring around the ring. He boxed really well. And if he carried it, carried it on going, you know, it, it was going to be a, you know, a, a complete shutout for Ortiz. But there was a long way to go. And, you know, he found it in the 12th round. And we said in commentary, look, you know, he carries that power right through as Tyson Fury found out till very, very late. And it doesn't matter. Um, but in a way, I thought he's just waiting for that one moment to detonate one right hand and that's all it took do you think we'll get the Fury rematch what's your gut instinct saying right yeah now? I think so yeah I think it's I mean it, I think it's all but done I'm hearing February the 22nd here or or maybe elsewhere I don't think it's um, going to be announced now I think that um, you know it's set but I think they'll they'll wait to announce it I guess in the next in the next few days but maybe during Joshua Reese fight week yeah possibly you know but Ben Davidson was here tonight and um, you know he's going to go back home and prepare for that so I'm sure Tyson Fury uh, believes it will happen in February I think Deontay Wilder wants it to happen I think he wanted to fight Luis Ortiz I think he wants the rematch with Tyson Fury and uh, you know he'll believe he can he could knock him out this time and Tyson will believe he can outbox him and it's that fascinating thing of can Fury do it for 12 rounds and you know will Wilder find the equaliser at some point and you know we know that it's just one shot and that's the scary thing and I was talking to Dan Rayfield on the way up he's covered boxing for you know nearly as long as we have and I, he's never seen anything like it I mean I don't I don't know in modern boxing whether there's somebody with that much dynamite in their fists Ben Davison was saying maybe it's something to do with his wrist and the bone density and it's it's extraordinary because he looks sort of wiry the legs are thin you know where does that power come from but it is so natural and 
I was speaking to David Hare a couple of weeks ago, and he said that there is no one he shared a ring with, amateur, pro, or sparring, who hits anything like Deontay Wilder. So, you know, it's, um, it's freakish, and it's scary, and it's eerie, and it's compelling, and he's still world heavyweight champion. Well, listen, two weeks' time uh, from now, I'll be having another conversation with you after <laughs> another heavyweight rematch, and uh, the picture will get clearer. Adam, thank you for your time in Vegas, and I'll see you in Saudi Arabia. See you, see you very much. Cheers. Anyone who bet on Luis Ortiz, you might as well have flushed your money down the toilet because he was never going to win this fight. <laughs> Ortiz looked slow as molasses. I mean, just like a glacier in there. Actually, much slower than he did last time. But yet he was able to outbox Deontay Wilder through the first six rounds. I mean, he literally won every round. Wilder was doing nothing. And in several of my pre-fight videos, I talked about the game of patience that Deontay Wilder likes to play. That game of dare. You know, when two cars are speeding at each other at 100 miles an hour, whose nerve is going to give first? Who's going to swerve first? Well, that's the game Wilder likes to play he likes to wait it out, wait it out, wait it out until you get too aggressive, then he can clip you. Ortiz should have learned from the first fight that that's Wilder's game, but he didn't. Ortiz got far too aggressive. He was fairly aggressive in the opening rounds, but as he continued to win the rounds, he was getting more and more aggressive and you could just sense that Wilder's right hand was going to clip him because he was getting way too ambitious. And that's exactly what happened in the seventh round. One good right hand from Deontay Wilder. And that's all she wrote. And the guy could punch. That's no secret. I mean, I, I've been arguing with people online for years about Deontay Wilder's punching power because there was this whole raft of individuals who are claiming that Wilder's power is overrated. It's certainly not overrated. As I said in the previous video, for me, Deontay Wilder is one of the hardest punches I've ever seen in my life. He has, he has historically great punching power. Not just great punching power for now, great punching power that ranks up there with the best punches of all time. His boxing skills, however, are nowhere near <laughs> up with the best boxing skills of all time. Now, I did see improvements in there. Wilder's often patient. He was patient against Spilka, patient against Gerald Washington, patient against Ortiz first time around. But... He wasn't wild in this fight. We didn't see any of those uh, big swings and all that kind of stuff. He seemed a lot more emotionally controlled because that's where a lot of the wildness comes from with him. He is a very highly strong character emotionally and that manifests in the way that he fights and the punches that he throws. But in this fight, he seemed kind of subdued emotionally, you know? And that was good and bad. It was good in the sense that even though he was getting caught with shots, right? So from a defensive point of view, it wasn't good, but in terms of him not wasting energy, not being wild, it was good in that sense. Um, as I say, bad maybe in a, in a sense that he, he gave too many rounds away, you know? And he's fighting an old man, Ortiz, who's very slow, who's shorter than him, who can't really reach him without coming forward. So against a guy like that, yeah, you can sit back and wait for your opportunity. But if you're fighting a Tyson Fury, it's a lot more difficult, you know? Way more difficult than when you're fighting somebody like Luis Ortiz. So, yeah, Deontay Wilder predictably retains his belt against Ortiz. Um, he's still there to be outboxed. He's still there to be caught, really. Ortiz, as slow as he was, managed to catch Wilder with plenty of shots. But Wilder's chin is pretty decent because there, there was... Uh, a long time when people were doubting Wilder's chin simply because of his build, because he's got skinny legs and, you know, he's a, he's a lanky individual. But he's been hit in fights by Ortiz first time around, Ortiz second time around, Tyson Fury, even though he's not a massive puncher, Berman Stavern, 
uh, Eric Molina. So plenty of guys are caught Wilder with shots and he's been able to take the shots just fine. I'm not saying he's got an iron jaw, but his jaw is definitely better than, you know, a lot of people gave him credit for for a long time. I remember David Hay, when he sparred Wilder, he said, Wilder's got a decent chin. Anybody thinking Wilder's chinny? Nah. So yeah, he's got that, uh, but it is what it is. It's just the same old Deontay Wilder. Luis Ortiz was overhyped to an absurd extent when really and truly this guy couldn't lace Povetkin or Klitschko's boots, even the 40-year-old versions of those guys. That's the reality of it. So yeah, let's see what Deontay Wilder does next. Will it be the rematch with Fury? Will it be the winner of Ruiz versus Joshua too? We'll see. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. Is this the fight you expected? Again, anybody who betted on Luis Ortiz, seriously, people, that is giving money away to the bookies. <laughs> I mean, they must have taken that money with a smile on their face because there was no way in hell that Ortiz was going to leave that ring with a green belt. Never going to happen. Even if that fight had gone a distance and Ortiz hadn't got clipped, there's no way they would have somehow, some way managed to have Deontay Wilder winning. So it is what it is. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. What's happening? I'm out. Join me on Patreon. I upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week, covering a wide variety of controversial topics, as well as live stream Q&A sessions. Take a look on screen right now at some of the podcasts I've produced so far. For just $3 a month, the equivalent of about £2 a month, you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalogue of past podcasts, including my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. You can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the Patreon app from the Google Play Store or the App Store for free. The Patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in MP3. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content. It's easy to sign up, there's no contract, and you can cancel at any time. So come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on Patreon today. This is Ryan Elliott for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. We're in Liverpool. Delighted to be joined by Shane McGuigan. Shane, you've now got another Commonwealth champion in your stable. Chris Billum-Smith just claimed the Commonwealth Cruiserweight title. Stop Craig Glover in five rounds. You must be delighted to talk to me about his performance. Yeah, very, very happy. Um, good performance. You know, it was, uh, he was nice and patient, worked behind his jab um, and coming in off a, you know, off a, off a split decision. Um, you know, lost to Rian Paul, you know, he's... he's but, you know, picked himself back up, got straight back into camp, and big thanks to Eddie Hearn and Matt Troon for this opportunity. You know, we were obviously in the away corner, we were the favourite going into the fight, but we, you know, all the things was against us. He had the crowd, he had um, home support, and um, in the home corner, and uh, you know, it was just it was good to get just good to get uh, you know, good to get out so quick after it, and, and especially with this big opportunity, and he, and he dismantled um, Craig Glover, which was. Um, He's a lovely guy, nice team, but you know when he when he got in there, all the respect went out the window. We've been talking all week, whether it was you and I or I and Chris, about learning from the Reactpo fight, not just not just the fight itself, but the whole occasion and the experience of being on a big bill like that. Do you think we saw that accumulation tonight of, of everything he learned from that experience as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I still feel he's got so much more to to show. I mean, the guy I see in the gym sparring is is super sharp. You know, he still gave away too many jabs. That's me being critical here, but you know he still looked a little bit, you know, a bit frantic, and you know he's he's got great, he's got a good chin, um, very calm under fire, but sometimes he just gets a little bit eager with the lights on. So he was a little bit more settled there today, but there's still still huge um, improvements that we can make, and um, you know I was really really happy with with his performance there, and we can take a lot from it, take a lot of confidence from it, take a lot of negatives from it, and, and move on and keep building. Obviously, you had Chris. Chris had him hurt uh, before the the sort of stoppage. Had him down a few times. Do you think the fight could have been stopped earlier? No. Listen, it's a title fight. You know, it, you know, he's been down before. Um, he's been hurt before against Simon Villerly. Um He's been he's been down again and stopped by, by uh, a couple of fights ago. And um, you know, I think you've always got to give him a puncher's chance. Craig Glover. He's always live. He's always dangerous. And I think the referee did the right thing. Gave him. Um, 
gave him every opportunity to defend himself, but the, you know the stoppage was was a was a destructive one. And you know once Chris hit him and hurt him, I don't think there was a there was a way back for him because he he, um, he stayed hit. Now Chris uh, spoke to me earlier in the week, and we spoke about about the possibility of now taking the belt back to Bournemouth and defend it down there. He's got a good following down on the south coast, um, even right through from his debut when he packed the place out. Do you think that's a possibility now going into early next year? I know he wants a react poor rematch, but do you think he could headline his own build down there with that title now? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great Saturday night fight. Fight night is that it's a rematch with, um, you know, with react poor, whether it's a next-gen show headlining or something, you know, but I think we can be patient um, and we can build that one up again. You know, I'd like him to box a potentially like a Luke Watkins or, or someone like that, uh, maybe because Luke Watkins isn't too far away um, from Bournemouth as well. I guarantee that would be a great, great sellout. Uh, he's a former Commonwealth champion as well. But there's a couple of other guys, obviously, names popping up on the list. I think you've got um, Sam, um, Sam Hyde versus Dion Juma. I don't know if that's on the undercard of... Um, of uh, Massey versus Reactpour. Well, I think uh, Joe Gallagher might have won the purse bits on that. So, um, you know, I think that's that the winner of that's a good fight. Obviously, the winner of Massey and, uh, and, and Reactpour is the one that we obviously want. But, you know, it's just there's a great domestic scene now. Isaac Chamberlain's, you know, I think he's signed with Al Heyman, but I think he's also knocking about. Um, <clears throat> so it's just figuring out who we go, you know, who we, who we box and, and making sure it's, you know, the, these guys are just a division down from heavyweight but they're all willing to take take the fight and they're all gamers and anything um, and they, you know they, it needs to be a nice little buzz about it I don't want it to be shoved down the card I want it to be made made a fuss about and I think you know the fact that he's he's a good sell he's put on a great performance there against a live opponent you know this is his time to to start reaping the rewards and, and getting all these domestic fights and, and mixing it up you know I think Lawrence Coley's Milo Cruiserweight he's moved on to to um you know, world honours now. He's on the cusp of fighting for a world title, and I think Chris is the is the best fighter, you know, underneath him, you know, in in the domestic scene. And yeah, we didn't get the decision against uh, Riyadh but he was a fraction of what he can be. And give give us that fight again. I think he's gonna he's gonna win. Uh, we saw a huge sort of outburst of emotion from Chris uh, when he when he got the stoppage win. You saw him down on the canvas, absolutely delighted. From a personal perspective, you know, you've known Chris for, for quite some time. You brought him right through in his professional career. From a personal perspective, how satisfying was it and how proud are you to see one of the game's good guys pick up a quite a prestigious title this evening? That's it. You know, he's, a, he's, an, absolute, he's an absolute gent. He's a great guy. Um, obviously got a very, very close relationship with him. Uh, we spend a lot of time together. He beats me a lot at, at chess. Um, you know, but... I'm just I'm just happy to see him, you know, get the success that he deserves. He puts all the effort in, and um, just a, he's a great guy. And I think you know he's nice to see somebody humble, really respects the game of boxing. Um, he's always on, <laughs> always on time. He's always doing the right things, and um, it's nice to see him him prevail. You know, and, and he never got in 45 amateur fights. I think he won 31 of them. Then he stopped two of them. You know, and he he came to me a good few years ago with. With you know two left feet and you know what I mean he he just he, he he's developed so quickly and it's not so nice to see you know a lot of people that that used to box with him in, in the amateurs and they come down and spar with him and they say like, Jesus what's that, what's happened to you it's just I've seen him obviously get better as a fighter but just build as a human being and um, and uh, you know just the confidence a lot of this a lot of this game is about mindset and about believing in yourself and he definitely does that now and. Uh, Really excited for the next next few steps of them. Final thing before I let you go. Uh, from your point of view, one of the busiest people I've ever met in my life. Not much schedule now until the end of the FU. We're going to manage to get some time away, have a little break. Yeah, my, myself and my girlfriend Josephine, we're going to go, I don't know, I might go like go find myself in Nepal or something. <laughs> no, uh, I think we might go um, might go to, to Mexico or, or Costa Rica or something, go go for a little bit of travelling and, and uh, a little bit of a holiday and then come back with a fresh mind and got a load of champions now, haven't I? So, um, you know, that's, that's it. Every single, every single fighter apart from Campbell in, in the gym has, has got, a, uh, got a title and obviously Campbell's on the cusp of fighting for one of the big ones of world titles. So, exciting times. Somewhere nice and far away from Boxing Social for a few weeks. Sounds lovely, Shane McGuigan. Thank you as always for speaking to Boxing Social.
He is the baddest man on the planet. Again, he entertained around the world with a one-punch knockout of Luis Ortiz, always adorned in style. Please welcome the Bronze Bomber and still the WBC Heavyweight Champion of the World, Deontay Wilder. Yeah, baby. Oh, man. What an amazing night tonight. Thank you guys for, for patiently waiting. I mean, what can I say? I mean, everything we've been talking about for this promotion, I mean, the fight lived up to the hype. Um, Ortiz, you know, you, 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 you got to uh, take your hats off to him. He's, he's definitely one of the most dangerous men um, in the heavyweight division. As I always say, that's why none of these other heavyweights do not want to fight him. And, I keep, and, I, and he proved that tonight. You know, um, hopefully, you know, they'll get him an opportunity now. Maybe they see a little kinks in his, in, in his game and, and get him the opportunity and, and that he truly deserved. Um, but I, I really had to, uh, I really had to be smart with him. Um, we knew that coming in. We knew that in training camp. Um, I went back and looked at videos and, and see what I was doing right and what I did wrong. I look at video and I uh, looked and, and saw what he did right and what, what he did wrong. And, you know, we put a game plan together. And uh, it was an amazing, amazing fight. I saw the opportunity, I took it. And my statement, and I said, these guys have to be perfect for me for 12 rounds. I had to be only be perfect for two seconds. Uh, it's, it's legit, I proved that tonight as well. Um, what else can I say? We still undefeated. We still have our belt. And now we move on to the next phase and chapter in my life. I'm looking to be the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. One champion, one phase, one name. I'm on the pursuit of that, and I'm getting closer and closer <clears throat> each and every time. Hello, Deontay. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, two questions for you. You were, you were trailing on all three scorecards at the time that you scored the knockout. And I wonder, as the fight is progressing, are you thinking to yourself, you know, I'm probably losing this fight at the moment, but I have that great equalizer. I can get it out with one shot. Or were you losing the fight and kind of upset the fact that you're losing the fight? I mean, to be honest, I, I, never, I never worry about if I'm losing the fight or not. You know, I'm blessed with something that these other guys is not blessed with. And um, that's tremendous power. <clears throat> and I know that... <clears throat> I know that when I hit guys, you know, it, 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 it hurts them. So when you have power like I have, you know, you, you're not worrying about if you're winning rounds or not. I don't, I don't want that to be in my mind whether I'm winning a round or not, you know, and um, because I don't want my mind to be cloudy, you know, thinking about the rounds and the rounds, you know. Most of the time these guys win rounds on me anyway, you know, but I know that sooner or later, you know, it's going to come. And when it comes, bam, baby, good night, like I always say. The other question for Deontay is this. Uh, there's been some chatter in the press center while we were waiting for you guys, to, for your teaming you to come out here, and uh, people on social media, et cetera, saying, you know, after seeing a knockout like that and all the knockouts that you've had, that maybe Deontay Wilder is the greatest knockout puncher in the history of boxing. What is your thought when you hear people even broach the topic? What do you think? You know, I mean, at this point in time, you know, you, you, you got to give me my credit at this point in time. I mean... It's sad that it took me over 40 fights to, to, to get the recognition that I truly deserve. Because when people see me, they never see my style. And I know it, take, it took a, a, a while for them to, to get used to what I, what I display, my talent that I, I present to boxing. But it's different than any other fighter. What I, does is, what I do is not te textbook, you know. Uh, you can't really teach it. And I think that's that what makes me unique. That was differentiate me from the rest of these fighters. Like I said, you know, none of these guys not willing to fight guys 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds and still knock guys out like that. And at this point in time, my, you know, I, I think I earned my, my due respect and my credit, you know, um, to, to say that I am, one of, I am the hardest hitting puncher in boxing history, period. And, um, and I earned that. And uh, over and over again, continuously, consistently, I, I do what I do time and time again, give people uh, great fights and great knockouts and try to fight the best. And still, when I fight the best, do it. This always reminds me back with Emmanuel Stewart, you know, once said that, you know, he told me personally that, uh, you know, he said, you're fighting little oppositions right now, 
but even when you move up into the you know, so-called top, where people say the top, you're still gonna knock them out. He told me that personally, and, um, and, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm fulfilling that, what he told me. So uh, uh, may, uh, may he rest in peace. Deontay over here, uh, the person who actually was crediting your power was Tyson Fury's trainer, Ben Davison, but he also said that he saw a couple of holes in your game that they plan on exposing in the next fight. Considering that Fury uh, was outboxing in the first match, how do you go with a different game plan in a second fight considering uh, the circumstances? Well, you know, each and every fight, every, every fighter, you know, every, every time a person fight, they, you know, that's the saying, we see different holes, we see different things. You, you're not gonna be perfect in a fight, no one is. Uh, so, you know, I hope he took notes and carry it back, you know, to this camp because I'm gonna knock Fury out like I did the first time. Point of blank, period. And, and you know, so I'm not, I'm not worried about anything what anyone says, you know, I'm proven. You know, these guys, if, if, they, were so, if they were so sure about certain things and if they seen so much, he would have took the rematch immediately. I'm not around here running around doing 100,000 things. I was the one that demanded the rematch soon as possible, especially when it was a controversial um, decision. I'm the one fighting the top, the best of the best in the division. I don't see no other fighters uh, risking any fights. Last time I checked, Fury only had two, 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 two big fights on his resume. And that's that's uh, uh, a, a, a win against Klitschko and a um, knockout against me. And, and the last two was against, you know, up and coming fighters. Look at me, I, I, I'm putting my, my title on the line each and every time. And I'm only getting better and better and better with the timing and the setting up these fighters. So um, come February, I hope they're ready because I'm ready. You know, I'm in great shape. Uh, this is gonna be a quick turnaround for me. I haven't done this in a, in a, since the beginning of my career. And this is gonna only make me better. You know, fighting the opposition that I'm fighting you know, doing it often and getting ready to go back in there February again. So um, I wish those guys good luck. I hope Ben took a lot of notes and um, because I'm ready. Deontay, right in front. Congratulations on the win. Um, first question, have you ever hit any one person harder with one punch than you hit uh, Ortiz tonight? And if you have, who was it? When people ask me which one is my favorite knockout, I always go back to the Spuka knockout. I think that was the most devastating knockout that I've ever hit a, a fighter with. Uh, 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 hit a, uh, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, i never seen nothing like that. I really thought I killed Spuka at that point in time. And when you hit a guy like that and he come out of the hospital still had the hospital gown on, you know something. <laughs> you know that was a, a, a good night for me and a bad night for him. But I mean, I'm always amazed at my, myself when I knock guys out, you know, when I go back and see it, I'm always amazed at what I've done, you know, although I'm, I am the one that's doing it, but it don't, it don't register in my head at that moment in time until I go back and actually would really seize it. I mean, no one is doing what I'm doing, you know, with devastating knockouts like that. That's what I give the people, devastating knockouts. And to see the reaction of their body when they hit the canvas is just unbelievable, you know. So uh, I'm, just, I'm just happy to be in this division, the heavyweight division, uh, where it once was in a dark place and now it's, it's just on fire and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Um, the other question, you said you didn't care about the scorecards, but I was just puzzled. You weren't throwing a lot of punches at all. Mm. You were sitting there, and I thought maybe you'd start throwing the right hand to try to break something open, but you didn't do it. Why were you being so economical with the punches and, and waiting and so patient? I, ha I had to be with a, with a fighter like Ortiz that had 500 fights. You, 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 you got to be smart with a fighter like that. You just can't go in and do anything with him. And um, I knew that coming in from the first time I fought him. I knew that it didn't coming in, um, I knew that I couldn't rush it. I wanted to wait, I wanted to wear him down a little bit, I wanted to measure him, I wanted to go different angles at him, I wanted to see how he react when I do this, how he react when I do that, you know, and, um, and most of all I just wanted to have fun in there and, um, and I think I accomplished, you know, everything tonight and uh, when I actually found the shot that I was looking for, bam, baby, good night. Thank you. Talented, congratulations on the victory. 
you know, the last time we had a truly big heavyweight title fight in the U.S., it was Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson. Your fight with Fury the last time was big, but not quite to that level, of course. How big can this rematch be, especially after this highlight reel knockout? Another one for you. I think, I think due to the controversial um, um, decision that was, uh, uh, you know, that was made and, and people going back and forth, I think it's going to be even bigger um, this time around. You know, uh, it, it, both of us, you know, provoke, promote fights well. You know, we both can talk, and uh, I think that's what people want to see. You know, and um, so I'm looking forward to it. We, you know, we don't, you don't. That's one of the things you just don't know until it happens. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to to great numbers and even bigger um, the second time than the first time. Yeah, and you've now had two rematches. Stavern in the first fight goes the distance. You knock him out in the first round. Ortiz, you knock out a couple of rounds sooner. Is there any way Fury in your mind lasts the distance again? You know, I've never been good with predictions. You know, uh, that's one thing about that's one thing about me. But uh, like I said before, don't blink. You just never know what's gonna happen until it's happened, and that's the amazing thing about me. You know, uh, <clears throat> every fighter that fights me, they, they they put up an amazing fight because they know what they in for. You know, their life is really on the line. You know, and 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 you must say it because I am the most devastating knockout artist in the, in the, in, the, in the heavyweight division um, by far. And when you fight me, you you got to be careful. You know, and um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to you know fighting a lot of the top guys in the division. Um, I said I only have six years in this sport that I want to dedicate my my love, my energy, and passion to, and I mean that. So. You know, I ask everyone, give me my, my roses right now. You know, give me my due respect and my credit right now. You know, uh, you know, I am here and I ain't going nowhere. My style is here. What I bring to boxing is here and I ain't going nowhere. You know, people always talk about skills and skills and skills. But as I can see it, I'm still undefeated. I'm knocking out everyone that I face. And these guys that have skills, they getting beat. So, I mean, something, something got, you know. <laughs> I mean, it speaks for itself. So at this point in time, I need my due respect, please. Deontay, congratulations. Uh, you talk about the due respect, but a lot of people don't have you ranked in the top 10 pound for pound. What, is there a message that you have for those people? And do you think you belong in that pound for pound list? You know, when they're dealing with pound for pound, pound, for pound I really don't, I, I don't think it belongs in the heavyweight division. We stay at one division. You know, we can't go up and down like all these small guys. So. You know, I don't really consider us really having a pound for pound. And, you know, for, you know you're always going to have people say this and say that. You're going to have people that like you. You're going to have people that, that don't like you. And that's just part of life in general, you know. And, you know, I, I never worry about the things that I can't control or what people see and what they don't see, you know. At the end of the day, you're going to pay to see me win. You're going to pay to see me lose. But at the end of the night, you're going to get a great fight. My other question for you is, uh, at the Tyson Fury fight, you said the mistake that you made was celebrating too early when you had dropped him. When you knocked down Luke Ortiz, you kind of celebrated again. Was there any concern that he might get up after you dropped him? With the Tyson Fury thing, my only, my only uh, mistake that I made in that fight was not being patient. You know, I, I felt at that moment in time I had the world in my hands. I, I, there was light shine on the heavyweight division, and we brought a lot of people out. So. I wanted to do something that I know that I always do, you know, and that's knock him out in a devastating fashion. And I also learned, you know, early in my career that when I rush it, it never comes like I want to. And I, I rushed it. I kept rushing it and kept rushing it and kept rushing it. And it wasn't coming when I wanted to until the last ending, you know. So that was the only mistake that I made um, in that mistake, in, in that fight. And what was, what was the... Uh, did you think that Ortiz had any chance of getting up when you dropped uh, him this with, uh, The way that he fell, you know, and the way that he fell and the way his body language was, uh, was looking, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it, was a, it was one side of me was like, man, he can't get up. And then, you know, I looked back again to make sure that he wasn't getting up. <laughs> and I think the referee did a great job of stopping that fight. We would have had him in the Fury fight. We wouldn't be talking about a Fury right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Deontay, right here. Congratulations on a big win, a big knockout. My question for you is, as you just kind of touched on, a lot of people talk about these fighters with these different set of skill sets that they have. 
tonight you displayed your patience. You kind of mm. just touched on that moment, and that was impressive. Can you elaborate on that patience you, show, you showed tonight? And is that something you had to develop, or you kind of been working on that over time? I mean, as a, as a, as a, a true champion right now, I'm still learning. You know, uh, I, started, I started boxing late, so, you know, I'm, I'm still learning, and, and, and I love to learn. I love to continue to learn, because if I, if I wasn't still learning, then this would be boring to me already. You know, uh, the knockouts that I have, this would be like, it's boring now, you know. Um, so I, I love to continue to learn. And um, um, with, with Ortiz, again, I had to, to be smart. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it, it, it was, I had to be smart, period, you know what I mean? Like I said, he's the most dangerous heavyweight in the division now. That's why you only see uh, me giving him the opportunity. All these other guys, oh, he's old, he's old, but he proved, he proved like, like he proved that age ain't nothing but a number at the end of the night, you know what I mean? And so a lot of these guys, they worrying about losing their O's or records and, and different things like that, you know, and you know, I, I just don't worry, I like to put myself in, in fights that mean that's meaningful to me, you know, uh, I'm, I'm looking for legacy. You know, when I end this, when I end my career, and when people think about boxing, the first name I want people to come to mind is Deontay Wilder. He did it better than anyone has ever done it. Even when the entrance, when I come in with my uniforms, no one's doing it, you know, like I'm doing it. And you know, it ain't to boast or brag. It just, it just. It's just when I look at the landscape of things and when I see what people want and stuff, that's what I want to give. I want to give people what they want, what they want to see. That's dramatic knockout and, and, and nice fashion, and that's what I bring all the time. I'm, I'm a true champion. Who inspires your outfits? <laughs> Myself, you know, and I, I got a great team as well. I got a great team that, that, that makes things for me, and, uh, and we collaborate. Most of the time they have things planned. Um, already in their head, and uh, we're working on the next outfit right now. <laughs> Deontay, on your last fight with Ortiz, uh, you were buzzed in the seventh round, and then you knocked him out <laughs> in the in tenth the round. This time, in the seventh round, you knocked him out. Um, what were you thinking before that knockout, and what did you see? Um, before the knockout, I was just thinking that I, I wanted to calculate his movement. Um, it was one point in time where I think throughout the whole fight, we was both calculating each other. I would see that he was looked down at my feet, and I would see that. See, I don't have to look down because my peripheral is, is amazing, so I can look in the eyes and still see his old, whole body. We was definitely, you know, like a tug-of-war battling between the, the feet positionings. I wanted to get him at a certain angle before I, I really just threw the right hand, you know. Um, I didn't really commit too much to any punches because it was just calculation. Calculation, you know, and I had to do that with, with a fighter like Ortiz, you, 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 you gotta do, you gotta do that, you know. You just, I, you just can't go in there and do anything with, with him. He's too experienced to go in there. It'll be foolish of me, you know, and I'm not too naive to think that, oh, I'm the baddest man on the planet, and I'm the champion, and I have power just to go in there and do anything. That's not me, you know. Uh, I give him all the respect. I respect him right now, and I respect him forever, you know, for the fighter that he is. He's a tremendous fighter. He has a tremendous skill, you know. Um, I wish I had some of those skills. So if he retires, I hope that just come and wash out on me while I'm still here. But um, it was an amazing fight at the end of the night, and you, can only, you, you can't ask more from two fighters in the ring.